Hi, I'm Emma. And I am Xavier, and welcome to Season 2 of Curious Conversation, the podcast for kids by kids. Season 1 was so much fun, and we learned a lot about podcasting, and we learned so much from our guests, too. We are so excited to continue interviewing people from all walks of life and hear their stories to learn about their passions. Of course, we are still curious and really excited where Season 2 takes us. And let's get started! On today's episode, we welcome Laura McIntosh. She is a trailblazer in women's hockey and is currently the head coach of the PWHPA's team, Sonnet, and owns her own hockey school, McIntosh Hockey. This episode is perfect timing. We are just about to get back to playing hockey, and we are so excited to have a hockey guest on today's episode. I mostly know Laura as a coach, and I'm excited to learn more about her as a person and a hockey player. Xavier, why don't you tell us a bit more about Laura? Sure, I'm Laura from Waterloo and has been playing hockey all her life. After minor hockey, she played at the university level and has represented Canada on the women's U18 team and the U22 teams. Today, Laura is focused on developing female hockey players. She does this through her hockey school as well as her coaching. Hi, welcome. We're excited. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm super pumped to be here, guys. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So let's start at the beginning. When did you start playing hockey and what team did you play for? That's a great question. I think I started playing actually on ice hockey when I was about six years old. Um, But before then, my brother, so I had an older brother who's three years older than me. So I was a big uh, mini sticks fan growing up. So I started mini sticks probably around three or four in the rinks and then finally hit the ice when I was about five or six years old. Um, and I started actually playing boys hockey, uh, for Waterloo when I first started. So that's where oh, I started. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah. I don't think it was the Wolves at the time. I think it was like no? the Waterloo Winterhawks, but now, yeah, obviously it's the Waterloo Wolves. Yeah, it's yeah. the Wolves at the moment. Yeah, I know I'm really aging myself here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, like, what level did you start at and did you make your way up to like AAA, AAA? Yeah, so started off obviously playing just like the learn to play and things like that. And then I my first team that I made, yeah, House League. And then my first team that I made, um, I believe I was, I had to have been like eight or nine. And I started playing AAA boys um, until I was about, uh, I think, U13. Um, and then at that time, unfortunately, um, in the area, there was no competitive female hockey. So Waterloo Ravens didn't exist. There was no road runners. Uh, I think Kitchener's highest level was double B. So at that point, my parents decided that it'd be best for me to move over to girls hockey, but to try and play at the the top level. And so I grew up playing in Brampton for the Brampton candidates. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's that's a lot of traveling for home games. Oh yeah. Home games, practices. Like, yeah. I I mean, when I was your age, I probably didn't realize it, but now looking back and thinking about how much time my parents spent on the 401 and getting to all those arenas and Mississauga and Brampton and stuff like that, definitely uh, owe them a lot of thanks for that for sure. And they wouldn't probably they probably would even wouldn't play around in our area because of the different. Well, leagues. exactly. Yeah, there was no. We didn't come back to play Waterloo or or any of that. So the first time I was allowed to or actually played in town was when I'd come back and play high school hockey. But other than that, like there was no. Yeah, oh. I wouldn't play around here at all. I know. So it's it's pretty cool to see how oh. far it's come in the last couple of years, especially as you guys know with 
all the teams in the region and boys hockey is growing, but then also girls hockey is getting a lot stronger and a lot more competitive in the area. So that's awesome to see. Yeah, it's, it's good with like, all, there's all teams like all where the boys are. There's definitely a yep, girls team. Exactly. Around. Yeah. Love to see that. So what was it like to be in the boys hockey league? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. It was, you know, at first I thought it was a little different, but at the same time, all of my close friends were guys when I was that age anyways. So it was all the guys I kind of grew up playing mini sticks <laughs> with in the rinks and, you know, in elementary school and stuff like that. A lot of my best friends were guys. So, you know, there wasn't a huge difference or, or anything like that. The only difference was I was changing in a different dressing room and things like that. But when we hit the ice, it was always, you know, I was just out there competing, whether it was against a guy or a girl or anything like that. So, yeah, it was definitely at first probably a little bit different, but I don't think, you know, I don't think I even realized that I was a girl playing on a boys team. I was just going out there and playing hockey. Uh, did you, uh, like, have to move in U13 because, like, the hitting would start in the U15? Is that yeah. why you guys moved? Yeah, so that's pretty much my initial thought was, oh, they're, we're starting to hit. The boys are a little bit bigger, so I should probably move yeah. over to girls hockey. And um, yeah, so that's that's what was my initial reason for, for changing over. Do you think you, uh, like, after the girls, like when you moved over to girls, do you think you had more of a boy-style play? I would say probably. Um, I would say, yeah, I, I mean back in the day like girls hockey wasn't as there wasn't as much contact whereas now you look and there's a lot of contact in girls hockey but at the time it wasn't there wasn't as much so I would say definitely at the time I I played a little bit tougher um I think playing with the boys taught me that I had to go into the corners with my head up and things like that too so yeah definitely a a different piece to that so um what position did you play in in like did you change positions yeah, yeah, for sure. So I actually started off playing defense. So I was a defense when I played boys hockey. And then my first couple of years of girls hockey, I was a defense. Um, and then, yeah, my coaches told me that I kept rushing the puck. So they said, you know what, let's try her out here on forward. Um, and then so yeah, I played forward the rest of my career. So I was I think probably from when I was around 15, I, I moved to forward and then played forward for the rest of my career. So that's basically me, but I don't go up as much anymore, but I did when I was a lot younger. Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, cool. I still go up, but not not that much anymore. Not that much. So did you ever play goalie, Xavier? Once I had to, actually. It's a funny story. We didn't have a goalie. It didn't show up, and no one wanted to play goalie, so I'm like, I guess I'll try because I'm the only one who wanted yeah. to or who wanted to try. So that's the only time I played. Golf. Yeah, yeah. Did you have to use Emma's like, gear? Did you use Emma's equipment when you went in net? No, there was there was um rental gear, and yeah, there was something else. Like a couple of years ago, it was like a ten second thing. Our goalie like had something wrong with his pad, <laughs> so like he had to leave the ice, and I like like and they just put one of the defense out, and that happened to be me, and I like ran to the net for like ten seconds. And then I ran back onto the bench. <laughs> so, so that's <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. See, it, it probably helps that you watched Emma growing up and yes. stuff like that because yes, you can learn did. some tips from her for sure. Thankfully, I didn't get a shot on net or that would have been cool. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
So you played hockey in university, and um, so how does it all work when you were like, what, what was the journey to get to the university level of hockey? Yeah, so my journey to the university level um, was pretty much, you know, growing up trying to play on the top teams so that I could get recognized by schools, whether they are in the States or schools in Canada, because that was my, I mean, my next goal. So as I was playing, um, growing up through, you know, grade seven, grade eight, and then through high school, I had, my goals were, one, I wanted to try and make Team Ontario under 18 team. I wanted to try and make Team Canada. And I wanted to get a, a scholarship to go division one to the States and play hockey. So those are my three goals. Um, and so, yeah, I started off by playing at the top level in the area. So that was in the PWHL, which is the provincial women's hockey league, which I'm sure you guys have heard of. So I played there and, and from there I got chosen to be on the U18 um, team Ontario and U18 uh, team Canada and then from there, I, I had I was lucky enough to have a lot of offers from different schools and kind of have my pick to go where I wanted to go. And and I chose Ohio State University. And, you know, I had a great four years there. So, yeah, the process was, you know, trying to compete and play at the highest level, always making sure I kept my grades up so that, you know, when I went to university, I would get accepted wherever I wanted to go. Um, and yeah, just trying to be seen by universities and, and make sure that they knew that that was one of my goals to, to reach that level. Um, what's the difference between like the big step between playing U18 hockey and moving to university hockey? Like, like it's probably a big difference. Yeah, I would say the, the biggest difference would be, you know, the physicality of the game. So playing, have to, having to play tough play against girls or, or other athletes that are really strong and, and also very competitive. And I think now what you see a big change from the U18 level to university and then to pro is the speed of the game and how fast people yeah. are now and, and making sure that you have to, you have enough speed to play at that level. So that's kind of, I would say the biggest difference and um, playing and competing against girls that were at the same level and that were pushing to get better every day. So yeah, it was, it was a big step, but I think it was a step that I was ready for and that I was excited about. And I knew I had to keep working hard to, to be able to compete and play at that level. So um, did you ever win a championship in the, in, in your university? No, I didn't. So I, I chose to go to the Ohio State because they were in the WCHA, which is the Western Conference. So we played against schools like University of Minnesota, University of Wisconsin, Minnesota Duluth, which are a lot of the top teams that have been around the NCAA for a long time. So, you know, I went in obviously hoping for a championship, but I knew it would take a lot to have to, to get there. But you know, it was a great four years played against some of the best competition around and unfortunately no championship, but was definitely a good four years and, yeah. and a lot of fun. So you have your own hockey school, which I have obviously been many times. So tell us about that and how and why did you start your hockey school? Yeah, so I, I run a hockey school called El Macintosh Hockey, which aims to grow and develop uh, female hockey in the area, in the Waterloo region. Um, and as you know, Emma, I've been on the ice with you plenty of times. Um, but yeah, I, I pretty much started it up because I was just out of school and, and wasn't sure what exactly I wanted to do. Um, I got a little bit into coaching where I coached at the U sport level. So I knew 
you know, hockey was something that I wanted to be a part of. Um, so I did a couple of team sessions and just loved being on the ice with all ages, all levels and things like that. So I just, you know, I think Waterloo region is a, a hotbed for hockey and women's hockey specifically. So I think just getting into this and doing something that I love really took off and, and I've been really enjoying it. So is the hockey thing your full-time job or do you have another job? Yeah, this is my full-time gig. So when I first started it, I was part-time um, assistant or associate coach. I was three years at Laurier and then three years at the University of Waterloo. So at that point, it was kind of part-time business and then part-time coaching. Um, but now coaching um, with El McIntosh Hockey is my full-time gig. So I run summer camps. I do skill stuff throughout the year I do spring teams and and pretty much anything that you can think of when it comes to hockey and female hockey in the area I do so yeah it's my full-time gig which I'm pretty lucky so recently you were named head coach of team sonnet the PWHPA's Toronto team so what is it like to be the head coach of team sonnet yeah, so it's it's pretty cool because, you know, I just I stopped playing probably about three years ago and wasn't really sure do I want to coach at this level or, or, you know, can I succeed at this level? And I was actually on the golf course one day with one of my friends that uh, is kind of in charge of the league, Jaina Hefford, and I was talking to her about, you know, should I keep playing or, you know, do I want to get into coaching? And she said that, you know, coaching would be something great to get in and she thinks it would be a great platform and to be able to be around and coach the top female hockey players in the world, I think is definitely something to be excited about. And that's kind of why I got into it. Um, I love working with these athletes because, you know, they've, they've gone through university, they're professionals. Some of them, you know, play on team Canada or team USA. Some of them are tremendous athletes but still have to work full-time so there's a different balance there but I think you know it's really fun to go to the rink and kind of know what you're getting with these professional athletes and to try and push them to get to an even better level. So what is your favorite part of your job? My favorite part of my job um, I would say you know see being able to be on the ice with these kids and, and see how much fun they're having I think that's you know whether it's working with kids that are six years old and just becoming um, hockey players and seeing if they enjoy it or it's working with professional athletes. I think just going to the rink, knowing that all these players are there because they want to be and, and are there to enjoy themselves and, and to watch them get better is probably the, the best thing about my job. So um, yesterday when we were looking at your roster on the team, um, I saw that um, you were coached Laura Fortino and she actually signed my hat at Dream Gap. I, I remember that you were at Dream Gap. So what's the yeah. difference now? Because since Dream Gap, that was a few years ago and the league now, what has changed? Yeah, so that's that's funny you bring Fortino up. Yeah, she's one of our, our leaders on our team and she's been with the national program for a while, been to the Olympics. So she's definitely one of our players that we really key in on. Um, in terms of the difference, um, this year, we actually lost a lot of our athletes because they're centralized for either Team Canada or Team USA. So the league looks a little bit differently, but obviously, um, those athletes are still, you know, with the PWHPA. Um, so it, it kind of allowed for some room for some younger players just out of university. So, you know, with the league from when you got your hat signed to where it is now, I think we've made 
big steps in, in finally, hopefully having a, a professional women's league, which I think is, is very important for players that are your age that want to play professionally and then to be able to have a goal of, you know, not having to have a full-time job and also train to be a professional athlete. So I think we're, we're making strides in the right direction and we're hoping to have something within, you know, the next year or two to, to have a professional league. So it's definitely, you know, the whole point of it was for that. And I think we're getting closer every year that we, we do the PWHPA. So what are some of your best hockey stories that you could tell us either when you played coached or people you have met? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, (laughs) As you guys know, like I've met a lot of my best friends from hockey. Um, But I would say my top hockey moment from playing, I would say actually was the year that I retired. So my last year, um, we won. Yeah, I know. Crazy. So I wanted to go out big and we, I played in the league that was called the CWHL. So the Canadian women's hockey league. And that's where we won a Clarkson cup. So we won the whole league and, you know, it was pretty cool. We got to bring the cup back to, so I brought the cup back to Waterloo, um, spent some time with family with the cup, um, things like that. So that would have been my top hockey moment, but I think the thing, the things that hockey's given me growing up, so being able to, you know, travel, like when I played for under 22 and under 18 team Canada, we got to go to Germany and we got to go to Switzerland and obviously getting a full scholarship to be able to go to the States and, and play D1 for four years. So I think just all of the experiences combined uh, is a great thing, but I think I would have to say winning the Clarks, Clarkson Cup to cap it all off would be my top hockey experience so what you do with the Clarkson Cup is kind of like what they do with the Stanley Cup which, yeah exactly home for a day, right? yeah exactly yeah. which is yeah you know I didn't know it would work like that but I remember them calling me being like okay Mac it's your time to get the cup and you know what are you gonna do and things like that so yeah I had it in my car we traveled with it brought it around to some people that wanted to see it and then you know passed it on to the next player so it actually that was the, I think it was the last year of the Clarkson Cup too. So it was, uh, we'll, we'll be one of the last teams on there. But uh, yeah, it was a pretty cool experience. So you mentioned that you like traveled to Germany and Switzerland. So what was the best country you traveled to? I would say I really enjoyed Switzerland. So my last year of under 22 when I was there, it was kind of a rough year for me because I got out there and I think it was in our, our game two of our uh, prelims. So we weren't even in the actual tournament yet. But two games in, I had a, a slap shot from one of my buddy Watchhorn from the point. She took a slap shot and I was back door and she hit my ankle. So uh, I actually didn't play the rest of the tournament. But I remember like I was traveling around. We went to a couple castles in Switzerland and I was on crutches and stuff like that. So I got to see a lot of the the country and it was like it was pretty cool to to be there obviously not my best moment having to be on crutches and miss the tournament but it was still a pretty fun place to be and fun place to travel around to see the castles and eat their chocolate and all that fun (laughs) stuff so what is it like coaching young girls versus coaching professional players like hockey players that's a good question. So it's, it's obviously, as you guys would know, it's a, it's a big difference between the skill level of players that are just starting out to players that are just finishing their careers and, and playing um, professionally. So 
on Wednesdays, actually this year, my Wednesdays I did uh, at five thirty in town. I I'm on the ice with girls that are like five to seven years old. And then I drive down the 401 to Mississauga and then I coach the professional athletes. So it's really like the gap is extreme where I'm coaching these young kids that are just learning how to skate and learning, you know, how heavy a puck is and things like that to all of a sudden then an hour there and then an hour in with the professional athletes, like that is the biggest gap you can have. So I think, you know, it's really opened my eyes to why I'm doing what I'm doing because I'm seeing these girls um, learning to love hockey and, and learning to skate and learning to shoot. And then I go to the top level and I think it just shows that, you know, that's why the PWHPA is doing what we're doing is so that these athletes that are just learning how to play and, and growing up loving the game are going to have event, an eventual place to play um, professionally. So it's, it's, it's a big gap and, you know, five thirty, I go out there, I want to make sure everyone has fun and, you know, everyone learns to skate and, then I go with the professional athletes and then all of a sudden we're keen in on quick release. We're keen in on tactics. We're keen in on battles and competitive and earning your spot, earning your ice time, all those things. So it's, it's a big gap. It's a big change, but it's something that I, I enjoy my Wednesday nights because they're so different. Well, everyone starts in the same place. Like yeah, exactly. U9. Yeah. U9. Mm-hmm. Let's go out there. Let's have some fun. Let's rip around and chat in the dressing room. Exactly. So when is a time that you failed at something or didn't go quite your way? And what did you learn from it? That's a good one. That's a good question. Something I failed at. Um, you know, I, I would say, you know, at university, it was it was a tough transition from, you know, having to balance your academics with your athletics and still be able to compete at the highest level. I think that was a, the biggest learning curve for me was, you know, going to university where all of a sudden I'm away from home and I'm living with my friends, I'm living on campus and having to balance, you know, being the best athlete that I can working out, training, practicing every day, and also having to balance my school stuff. That was, I think, the biggest shocker to me when I got there. Um, But to learn from it, you know, I I learned that I had a big support system around me, Um, I could reach out if I needed help and things like that. But I'd say that was the biggest kind of eye opener for me in my hockey journey. Um, And then yeah, I think, you know, as you guys would know, um, at the national team level, it's super tough to to make those teams and to crack those rosters. So I was lucky enough to make the first U18 Worlds team. Um, And then the following year when I tried out for the under 22 team, my first year I got released at the last camp. So that was obviously a tough thing for me to take as a young athlete. But I learned that, you know, I had to get faster, I had to get stronger, I had to train harder and and things like that. So I think just taking away from that camp and, and making sure I used those, that feedback that they gave me so that the next year I could go and the following year for the next two years, I actually made that team. So it was a good eye opener for me. And then obviously I could have at that point been like, okay, I don't want to play anymore. I don't want to go to any more team Canada camps, but I said, no, I want to be there. This is what I need to do. So that's something that I learned from for sure. How do you think the the game has changed since you have played in like what we play now? Yeah. So I, I think as we talked about a little bit before, I think the speed of the game has, has really excelled. Like I think, you know, the, the players that are playing both on the, the men's side and the female side, like you look at someone like a Connor McDavid, or you look at someone like a 
Rebecca Johnson or Victoria Bach and, you know, the speed that they play at and the intensity that they play with is just something that we haven't really seen in a long time or ever. So I think just the speed of the game is something. Yeah, exactly. On another level and and that power in their first three strides is something that I think has really changed. And it's just speeding the game up. So you have to think a little bit faster. You have to have a quicker release, you know, for Emma, you got to get post to post a little bit quicker because, you know, it's, it's coming there. So yeah, I think the speed of the game is something that's really changed. And then on the female side, I would say that the, the contact, the body contact is a little bit stronger now than it used to be. And and refs are letting us play a little bit more, which is fun to see. So I think that's only going to help the women's game overall. Um, what other sports did you, or are you playing like either when you were growing up or like now? Yeah. So when I was growing up, I played every sport. So pretty much anything that my brother did, I did. So I played baseball, started playing baseball with boys. Then I went over to softball. I played golf. I played badminton. I played soccer, like any sport, you name it, I probably played. So as I was growing up, I had to start to pick which sports I liked and and things like that. So I chose softball and hockey were my two main sports. And with softball, I was actually lucky enough to make Team Ontario where I went to the Canada Summer Games. Yeah, so it was pretty cool for me because I was kind of a dual sport athlete um, and then eventually chose hockey. But those were my two biggest sports. And then now I would say my top sport is obviously hockey. But I also really enjoy uh, golfing and I'm starting to get a little bit more competitive with golf and seeing where that can take me as well. So those are those are my sports. How about you guys? What sports are you guys in? Uh, I play a lot, but like, as you said, it's just hard to choose. I think my main sports would be field hockey and hockey. Nice. Um, So I play field hockey. I play out in field hockey, so not a goalie. Okay. Uh, But I I like doing really any sport, like whether it's school, during gym class, I get really competitive. (laughs) It's kind of funny to see. Yeah, I bet. So I play hockey and rock climbing I got into this year. Rock climbing. That's awesome. So you're not afraid mm-hmm. of heights then? I am afraid of heights, actually. It, de- <laughs> it depends on where I am, but I can be afraid of heights. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, like, well, that's cool. Rock climbing is a pretty cool sport. I had never really got into that one, but that's awesome to hear. Cool. So what is your favorite NHL team? Ooh, favorite NHL team. That's funny you asked that because I almost – I was wearing their hat earlier, but I would say the Toronto Maple Leafs are my favorite NHL team. So I know why. So that's yours. Emma, what's your favorite team? Habs. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You like Carey Price. That's why. Look, I got a hat right here. I'll wear that for you next time. I'll wear that for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So who or what inspires you and why? Um, I would say, you know, my family inspires me like watching my athletes inspires me um every like it all inspires me because I know how much my family gave me to get me to the point that I'm at so obviously I I mean I never want to disappoint them and I know that I always have their support so they always push me to get better and and to try new things and you know with the business they keep pushing me to add more things and and do more stuff business wise as well. So I think that's, that's awesome to have that push and that support. 
Um, and then, yeah, the other thing that inspires me is just being on the ice with these athletes all the time and watching how much fun they have and how much in- they enjoy the the game and the sport. So I think those are the two biggest things that inspire me is my family and, and then these young athletes that I'm able and, and happy to work with day in and day out. So before we end, is there anything you would like to ask us? Ooh, that's good. I like this. Okay, how about let's go with if we, if you guys were in on the ice together, Emma's in net, you get a breakaway on Emma. What move would you do? Um, whatever one you do, you won't score. <laughs> um, that's actually not true. What I would um, probably try to do is like shot off the pad. And then, yeah. like, because I'm coming in from one side, shot off that pad, grab it, like, try and toe drag it around, stick handle, and leave it on the same side. Nice. So she, so she, oh, so yeah. She, like, so she, like, moves to the post, and she didn't have enough time to get back. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Emma, would you poke check or what? Uh, yeah, I don't think I'd be going for the puck, though. <laughs> I might just, Probably going I might just run into her. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And then what about, okay, I have one more question for you guys. We'll start off with, let's go with Emma. What is your, like, so what is your next kind of hockey goal in life? Like, is it to make a certain team or what's, what are your hockey goals? I want to make the double team in Cambridge right now. Like, I'm, like, so like I'm new and the players are like, oh, the coach is tough and things like that. And the, the um, kind of program in Cambridge I've, is that, the players from the team below can go up to the next team. Yep. So we get B players to go to our practices and A players to go to the double A's. So I went to the double A practice and like, it's this like next level. And I felt like great there. And there's a female goalie coach. I've, I've never really had a goalie coach on my hockey team. Yeah. So like they're, they're, they have their own stuff. They like, they pass and we do the drills and like, we get to do our own goalie things while, like the players do the hard laps or they're doing this skating drill. It was great. And I just, I think that's my next goal probably. Yeah. Is that, is it Julia? That's your goalie coach there? Uh, yeah. I yeah. She's yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think it was. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cause you're, are you U13? U13A. Yeah. So it would have been Julia. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And then yeah. how about your brother? What's your, your kind of next hockey goal? Is to probably make MD level because I'm currently yeah. like playing house league and select. I I feel like I can make it. I just haven't really wanted to. I don't know why. Yeah. I just felt like because this year I didn't really want to. But I, I that's my next goal is to make a higher level. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's a great goal. And as long as you guys are enjoying playing, I think that's that's the main thing. But you know, COVID's hitting us pretty hard, and with the rinks being closed and stuff like that it's it's hard to stay motivated but yeah you got to try and stay motivated and stay in shape and you know make sure you keep setting those goals so that you have something that you want to reach for sure is important uh you know what uh like a couple weeks ago we had all these extra practices with games and i was out on player again oh my gosh like what you made me and my goalie partner do a couple years ago yeah and a teammate of mine wanted to be a net, so I gave her my old pads and things. And uh, she was a net, and I was a player for the practice. That's awesome. Was, did you score any goals? Yeah, I did. I We did a uh, shootout, so I skated in, and I, 
I roofed it back in. Nice. That's what I like. Yeah. It's way easier to shoot yeah. with a player stick than a goalie stick. So it's probably Oh, yeah. Easy for and my backhand's super good because I shoot. I was a lefty with my goalie stick because it's opposite. So I, sh- I go back in. Nice yeah. little fake forehand, yeah. go backhand. I like that. Well, let me know if you yeah. ever want to come to camps as a player. You guys are more than welcome. Oh, yeah. That'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. That would be really funny. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming. Yeah. This has been amazing. This is an amazing episode. Hey, anytime, guys. (laughs) Yeah, awesome. Well, let me know if you need anything from my end, and stay safe out there with COVID, and we'll see you guys again soon. All right, bye. Okay, see you guys. Hey, that was an amazing interview. One of my favorite parts is that how she talked about how she built her own hockey school for girls and how it was built up from the ground up and now how much it's changed and how big it's grown over the past few years. It was really interesting to learn about Laura as a person. Since I know her as a coach, it was really cool to hear about all the interesting experiences she has had. From traveling with Team Canada to to places like Switzerland and playing university hockey is all some cool things I'd like to do someday. I really love going to Laura's Hockey School, and if you're a young female hockey player like me, I think you'd like it too. The link is in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and I know all the shows you listen to probably say this, but please rate the podcast and download the episode. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram, that'll be in the show notes. And if you want to say hi to us, we'd love to connect with you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Curious Conversations. Bye!